Slice Audio. Episode 7 of Bounce from the Roadhouse. We will talk about, you know, a Census Bureau badge. Everybody wants one. Nice Walla Wallas. Bad luck in Pompeii. Nice eyes, but no teeth. A stolen school bus. Cow hugging. It's the new thing. Embarrassing moments with Brandon. A cereal Taco Bell burglar. An Uber fart that went way wrong. A Pastor BP and local mysteries unsolved. And we'll end with a good feel moment. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and some stars. Bounce from the Roadhouse. I've been getting lots of annoying text messages. Like eight to yeah. ten a day. It's like selling something. Yeah. It's like getting out of control. They need to... They're so lazy, they can't even call you. Do you get those? I do get a few. I don't get that many, but I do get a few. And I block them every time, and they just keep coming, and they keep using new numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my thing. My question is, if you block them, because whatever they're using, program or something like that, must scan and use a random phone number, I'm always worried about blocking that number, and then it actually being somebody... I know. Like... (laughs) I thought the same thing. How'd you block my number? I didn't. You know, but... Because they don't. Like, I don't even think the telemarketer, they even know what number they're using. You know what I mean? You call it back, and you get some lady. Hello? Did you just call me about my auto insurance? No. You know, so you're like, well, okay. Yeah. And I'm scared to, like, text them back because then it might charge you. Quit texting me. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes they'll send, like, remove, and it doesn't work. Maybe I'll just send them a naughty pic. You should! Oh, that's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be the best. Listen. (laughs) And then the robot calls, of course, on top of that. Yeah. And now you got to worry about people coming to your door, too. This is happening in New Mexico. They have... People pretending to be census workers, trying to get personal and financial information. They've had two incidences of this so far. Nobody's fallen for the scam yet. But if a census worker does come to your door, they say to ask for a badge because they do carry a badge. No kidding? Yeah, it'll say U.S. Census Bureau and Census Takers. Now I want to be a census worker. Same. I want a badge. Flip that out. I'm with the U.S. Census Bureau. (laughs) I look like you kind of rolled through that stop sign there. You taking a census? Yeah. So I want to know what your census is on why you didn't stop back there. No. <laughs> you know, I want to use my power of the badge. I know. Me too. Or you walk up to girls. What's up, ladies? I'm with the census bird. Just flip it real quick. I'm going to need to confiscate all those tops. <laughs> and they'd be like, no, you're with the census bureau. Yeah, I'm trying to take a census here. No, you don't so, think that'll work So out? we have to worry about them getting our personal and financial information now are closed too? Yes. Well, we get to go to Canada, don't you know? Oh, let's go. Sorry. 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 (laughs) It's funny, this company in Canada, it's called Gaze Seed Company. They made a post on Facebook for their Walla Walla onion seeds. But the image that went with this was rejected for being overly sexual. And they were like, what? And And I have to quote word for word what this guy from Gay Seed Company says. I guess something about the two round shapes there could be misconstrued as boobs or something nude in some way. (laughs) You can totally tell that's a Canadian. Oh boy. I guess something about the two round shapes there. Oh yeah, sorry about that. Uh, Those two round shapes there boy howdy. Uh, So they appealed the decision. They're like there's nothing wrong with, with these onions. And so Facebook Canada 
a spokeswoman from there. She confirmed the ad's rejection, that it was an algorithm error. And she said the ad was restored and apologized for the trouble. Well, the name of the company mixed in with the possibly provocative misunderstood photo. I could see where it could get misconstrued there. I mean, I could, you know. Did you go and look at the picture? It's like a bunch of onions sitting there. Is it just a basket of onions? That's the only ones I see. Two onions. But, you know, it's like the best mistake ever. Because how many people are going to Facebook to look at these onions? Yeah. No, they're like, give me some of them onions. Sorry about that, eh? Yeah. Sorry. It's that time of year Uh to talk about scary stuff. I hate and love scary stuff at the same time. Now let's all gather around. Come here. Let me tell you a little story. (laughs) Well, this happened to a Canadian woman. She recently sent some pieces that she stole... (laughs) From a city 15 years ago, mm-hmm. back to a travel agent in Pompeii <laughs> with a request that the items be returned to the park. Mm. She wrote a letter, and in the letter, she shared her experience of a string of bad luck since she stole the items. Mm. She's even had breast cancer twice. Whoa. She wrote... We are good people, and I don't want to pass the curse onto my family, my children, or myself anymore. Please forgive my careless act that I did years ago. She sent back two mosaic tiles and parts of an amphora and a piece of ceramic. Huh. Yeah, and I guess there's a spokesperson from this archaeological park of Pompeii. And they say that there have been about a hundred previous incidences of tourists sending Pompeii artifacts back to the city. Wow. Because they feel like the objects were cursed. Ooh. The the park has even created a museum to display the returned items uh-huh. and letters from all these people. Oh wow. Just to so people are like, Yeah, go ahead, steal from here. Double dog dare you. That's creepy. Yeah, yeah, that is a little scary. I don't like that. I don't even like telling this story. Uh, I wonder what happened. I mean, did did their lives change once they sent the stuff back? I don't know. Does it make me want to go there and visit? No. It's, this is not a uh, a high on my tourism list. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and honestly, though, take yourself to anywhere you're on vacation somewhere. I'm not the kind of guy that's like, hmm, I'm going to take this with me. I know, right? I just, I don't know. I just, I'm not. I'd I'm going like, to go to Mount Rushmore, and I'm going to take George Washington's well, nose. I'm going to pick a booger. You know, I'm going to take yeah. it with me out of his nose, and it's a chunk of granite. You know, I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I'm not one to do that. Maybe a little rock or maybe something small, but you know how they say you're not supposed to even take sand from, like, beaches and stuff like that? You Why know? not? I don't know. They just Is say, that bad luck, too? I don't know. Because I've done that. Yeah. Maybe if you've got this glass of sand sitting in your house, you better send it back. You're scaring me. Otherwise, the sand will find you. <laughs> oh, yo, yo. Now tell us a story, Brandon. Will you tell us a story? <laughs> okay, so a while back, you know, I got my hair cut. We did the whole competition thing. Black Hills Barbershop hooked me up with a fresh dew. Left my mullet awry. I had some sweet lines in the side of my head. I mean, this is hours after I had gotten my hair cut. I'm walking through the common sense out in the valley. You know, the, the, the fun thing about our current time and situation is a lot of people are wearing masks everywhere they go. So you can't really tell, like, 
is this guy slash or girl good looking? You, you don't really know because they can have beautiful hair and really pretty eyes, but you don't know what it's like underneath the mask. And that can be a huge um, bad thing. It could be great. Maybe they got a beautiful smile, beautiful, luscious lips. Maybe they don't. You know, you don't know. Walking through the gas station with my son, and this girl pulls her mask down. Mind you, she's got beautiful eyes. Hair's looking good. She's looks like a gorgeous gal. I don't know. I'm not looking, but it's always nice to get compliments from somebody who is good looking. She pulls her mask down. Don't know why she had to pull her mask down. It says, nice hair. The problem was that she had no teeth. I'm like, this is your moment to shine. You could keep the mask up telling me, nice hair. And I would have no idea. I would assume, judging by your eyes and hair and everything, that you've got a beautiful smile underneath that mask. But no. No teeth. What did you say? I said, uh, thank you. And just kept walking. She told you that you had nice hair. Nice hair. And she gave me them loving eyes. You know, the kind of eyes that are like, where are you headed, big boy? And I'm like, boys bathroom, boys bathroom, boys bathroom. Hey, it's a compliment. Just take it. I wanted to say nice uh, you too or nice hair back or look at that smile, you know, but I don't know. <laughs> I just, I was kind of stunned. I just wish you would have left the mask up. It would have made me feel better. <laughs> what were you doing when you were 11? Not this. He didn't miss the bus. He stole the bus. <laughs> this happened in Louisiana. This boy stole a school bus and then led several vehicles on a 45-minute chase. This <laughs> child was even so short he couldn't reach the gas pedals, he had to stand up. Yeah. The bus ran off the street and smashed into a tree. The boy wasn't hurt, thank goodness, but the driver of one of the vehicles that he hit had an injury. Mm. And they don't know how the boy got the keys, but he got them. Well, since he's only 11, what kind of charges could an 11-year-old face? You know, he, there's a thing called JDC, Juvenile Detention Center, and he might be staying there for a while. You know, those are felony charges. Can't be just stealing school buses. And the one report that I read, it said he was flipping off cops and stuff. <laughs> and Cruiser, I mean, he intentionally took it. How did he get those keys, though? <laughs> YouTubed how to hotwire a bus. I mean, I don't know. The dude's just driving erratic, as 11-year-old would, in a school bus. And how do you stop a school bus? You know, you get a cop car in front of it, hit the brakes. No, Gosh, you don't. He could have flown through the windshield when he hit that tree. Yeah, a lot of things could have went wrong. He's lucky to be alive. It's only funny because hopefully nobody got seriously hurt. An 11-year-old flipping oh, yeah. people off. You want some of this? That's, that's too much video Why is games that so at home. Funny? I don't know. Why didn't he go pick up a girlfriend? Yo, girl, I'm coming to get you. She's like, but I can't. I'll pick you up in a school bus, you know? <laughs> it's the oh. new normal. Yeah. The new normal is cow hugging. <laughs> it's true. I dare him. It's a growing trend. It started in the Netherlands, actually. Cow hugging can help your anxiety and ease stress. Just making contact with any furry critter. But people are going towards the cows. Yeah. Because they are the optimal cuddling buddy. Mm. And not just because they're adorable. Mm. Do you think a cow's adorable? Uh, I mean, in like a, that could be dinner someday kind of way, yeah. <laughs> I think it might ease the stress of the cow. <laughs> yeah. They're saying that the, the cows will like stretch out their ears. Oh, yeah. Have you never pet them? a cow? No. Never hugged a cow? No. Well, there's some certain cows out there that I should th throw fair warning. You don't want to go up and hug, okay? They're not social 
animals, but there are some cows who have been, you know, smaller herds. They've been around people more that you can walk right up and up. My uncle's cows are like pets. The light is going off right now. I think we need to go find a cow, and I think you should hug it, and I think I should take a video. Yeah, we can drive out to my uncle's place right now. Where hug is that? Hug a cow. We're right by my house. Okay. All right, so later on. Okay. I got I got a busy day today. Oh, look, but try to squeeze me in. I will. You're hugging a cow today. Okay. And, and if I'm not there, maybe somebody else can take a video. I'm going to go co-canoofling. Yes, you are. If some of the, I was watching a video on this. Some of the Dutch gals mm-hmm. that are hugging the cows, I'll be like, what's up? Yeah. Let's go hug some cows together. I want you to document how stressed you are before and after. And then I also want you to ask the cow what about, what before about the, and after. the peak of stress, the during? As we're approaching this two-ton animal, hi, I kind of want to give you a hug. And they're like, <laughs> you know, the stress might get a little high there, you know, because one little flick of the neck and, you know, you're picking yourself up 10 yards later. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. You know, I've, I've uh, unfortunately hugged cows many a times, <laughs> or rather they've hugged my butt as I was trying to run away. <laughs> That's happened. So you could be driving down the road and, and possibly see some humans hugging cows. And this is why. I'm just saying you might want to. They're just stressed out. Go at it with caution. Don't go walking at stray cows. They'll come get you. Embarrassing moments with Brandon, where he shares an embarrassing story. He doesn't finish it. Mm-hmm. You have to guess the ending. If you get it right, you win $20 to Dick and Jane's. Daycare. I'm under the age of five. I don't know, three or four years old. This is one of my very first memories. and stuck with me. And this is why, because at daycare, I'm a home field advantage when I go to the bathroom, okay? And I held it too long, ended up pooping my pants. Now, what I did next is up to you to decide. Was it A, I went and hid in the bathroom, B, I hid under a pickup, or C, just wore it around like as if nothing happened? Uh, is it A? It is not A. Uh, was it C? It is not C. C. Is it A? It is not A. B? Not C. Is it B? B. It is B. I got scared and hid under the pickup and sat there until everybody in the daycare found me And they were looking all over for me as I was hiding, waiting, please, Mom, come and get me. (laughs) And they all come and said, Brandon's underneath here, and it smells like poop. Yeah, (laughs) there I was. Oh, yeah, that's a rough day. Ruined a good pair of shorts. They were my favorite shorts, too. I never could wear them after that. They always had a little little stank to them. How old were you? I was, I mean, honestly, I I could have been three or four years old. I I had to be under five because I wasn't in school yet. And you pooped your pants. I straight up. All right, what's your name? Teresa. We love you. Love you guys, too. My mom can attest to this story. I think we washed those shorts about a dozen times trying to get the stank out. And I really wanted to wear them again. We lived on South Neal, uh, corner of South Neal and Twilight. I can remember them hanging on the clothing line and going up and smelling them and just complete defeat. (laughs) Oh, my God. I ruined my favorite pair of shorts. That's great. Well, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Embarrassing Moments with Brandon, brought to you by Dick and Jane. Oh, my gosh. This guy, he broke into a Taco Bell in the middle of the night, stole $300 from the register. They ran his name. They found that this isn't the first Taco Bell he's broken into. This guy has been arrested for breaking into at least 30 other Taco Bells. What's the deal with Taco Bell? I don't know. He's been all over the country breaking into Taco Bells. They put out a warrant for his arrest, and he was easy to track down because he was in jail in Indiana for breaking into a Taco Bell. Yeah. (laughs) 
He's running for the border. <laughs> That's funny. But why the Taco Bells? He must like have worked there at some point and knew like this is the easy way to get into any Taco Bell. Yeah. Like you could break in by doing this or something. Thirty know? Taco Bells. Thirty different Taco Bells. He's One like a serial Taco Bell yeah. burglar. He's like a serial Chalupa burglar. <laughs> He's a double decker. Yo, burglar, Man, Taco I, Bell. I love those double decker tacos. <laughs> oh, I love me some Taco Bell. Good, cheap, might, might, not, might not be meat. I don't care if it's not meat. It's cheap and it fills me up. I like it. Yo, Quiero, Taco Bell. All right. This is a little awkward. <laughs> There's a drunk fella in an Uber with a group of friends. He let out a little uh, gas, we'll say. And the driver found it very offensive and kicked the group out of the car, calling the gas the final straw after taking other abuse. I can't imagine. But then this man breaks wind, starts punching the driver, who then knocks down the farter. We'll call him the farter. (laughs) The gassy subject. (laughs) He broke his finger in the attack, leaving him unable to work and losing his job with Uber. Now, in a court case, the guy, the farter, (laughs) pled guilty to an assault charge. He was given six months in jail, suspended for 18 months, and had to pay $650 along with 120 hours community service. All for farting. Yikes. You know, so there's there's a lot of things you can't do in an Uber and or Lyft, like puking in the back of the car. They will charge you. A lot for that. They will. And uh, I think it's in their little policies. Like, you got to, it's like a couple hundred bucks or whatever it takes to clean their car. Wow. And uh, and lost wages. So, yeah, I guess add this to the list of things you can't do. You get assaulted if you poot in the back of a car. Number one, it smelled. <laughs> Number two, got the hospital bill yeah. and $650. That's one expensive gas. Yeah. We thought gas and- was expensive. <laughs> For our cars. And with the broken finger situation, it gives a whole new meaning to pull my finger. Pastor Pee-Pee. <laughs> That's what he's known for now. He's a well-known pastor oh, in oh. North Carolina. Is it Pay-Pay or Pee-Pee? And whatever you want to choose. This happened just a few days ago. <clears throat> he was on a red-eye flight, okay, on his way home. And he took a sleep aid. Mm-hmm. And in his sleep, he got up stood on top of the seat and peed on another woman. Whoa. Golden shower. She was like, what are you doing? <laughs> and he was he was out of it. They say he had a reaction to this sleep aid. I had no clue what was going on. Wow. Yeah. And she had to sit there on that plane for three hours with Pastor's pee-pee on him. How unfortunate uh-huh. for both parties, to yeah. be honest. Because it's not like now he's forever going to be like, Oh, you're that pastor. Yeah, oh. you're pastor Man, I can't wait to hang out in your congregation and <laughs> hear some of your stories. You know, like, uh, that is unfortunate. And then, obviously, the poor girl who got urinated on and then had to just sit there like, well, my luggage is underneath the plane. Uh, it's not like she's a man where she could just take her shirt off and be like, you can have, throw it away. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's and like, if you've ever peed your pants before, it burns and it's itchy. I haven't. Not, I remember as a kid. Not since I was a little kid, but yeah. I mean, I've obviously so pooped she, my pants, but... That's bad enough, peeing on yourself yeah. and feeling that way, yeah. but this is somebody else's pee. Oh, that'd be the worst. I would be like, I'm taking these off. I'm sorry, people. Sorry, guys, Bring but me I'm a naked blanket. now. Yeah. 
deal with it. Bring me a blanket. I will tie it like a towel. And that's just going to be how it is today. <laughs> exactly. Until I get my luggage. And it's it's funny because men, when they drink, they do stuff like this. Yeah. I've heard stories of like drunk drunk guys. like. Yeah. Know. My brother had a friend that peed in a dresser drawer. Yeah. <laughs> and he peed out in the hallway. What's he happening? Was, he was out there peeing just in the hallway. They think they're at the bathroom leaning up against the wall. Got their hand up on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why did guys do that? I've, I've actually, that I know of, never done that. It's not like they're like, I'm going to wake up and I'm too lazy to walk the extra three feet to the bathroom. <laughs> it's going to pee in the hallway here. My friend's husband peed in a laundry basket. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just set it's it so right weird. there. It's so weird. And it's always the fresh, clean clothes that are folded. You're just going to just douse them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome to the club, Pastor PP. Yeah. Brandon did some research and he found some stories about some unsolved cases in South Dakota. And I'm going to start you off with the first one. It's about Tom and Tina. Local mysteries unsolved. Shortly after midnight on Friday, June 24th, Tina, a late shift worker at Black Hills Molding, a wood processing plant, called her best friend Vicky, complaining of a flat tire and asking to be picked up. She noticed a car driving up and a short time later told Vicky she didn't have to come and get her. As Tom, a 21-year-old forklift driver who previously worked at Black Hills Molding, was giving her a ride. It was the last time she was heard from. Tina's live-in boyfriend of 11 years visited Vicky. According to her, Tom became defensive when she mentioned Tina's phone call, but finally admitted he was the only Tom who had worked at Black Hills Molding that she would know about. When police examined Tina's car, they discovered that her flat tire had most likely been slashed with a knife, suggesting foul play. Tom was asked to come in for questioning, which he did so voluntarily. During the questioning, he denied giving her a ride and said that he'd been playing softball and then had to work on his car for three to four hours under a streetlight while it was broke down. Tom had not called and checked in with his wife, Nancy, to tell her about his delay that evening. According to her, he arrived and washed all of his clothes, including his shoelaces. Three days after Tina's disappearance, police came to him at his job at Forest Products and told him they had found blood in his car. Around 9 a.m. the next morning, just after shift change, workers found Tom's body crushed by a rear tire of a forklift. Nancy, Tom's wife, was eventually able to get insurance benefits after judge ruled there was not enough evidence to prove Tom committed suicide. In 1995, Tina's body was found beneath a wood pile at the lumberyard of Forest Products. It is believed that it was deposited there after she was killed. Her cause of death? Blunt force trauma. In 2016, authorities closed Tom and Tina's cases, ruling that he was responsible for her death and that he committed suicide afterwards. Theory or truth? Nobody knows. Local mysteries unsolved. Ah, uh, a good feel moment. It pulls at your heartstrings kind of moment. There's this guy in Pennsylvania. His name's Albert Montea. He just got his high school diploma right before he turned 100 years old. Wow. Yes. He left school early to help his family pay bills, so he had to go get a job. And then he was also busy fighting in World War II. Mm. <laughs> so they held a one-man graduation ceremony outside his retirement home where everyone wore masks. And they even got his own cap and gown. And he says the secret to a long life is pizza and a glass of wine every night and uh here's a little little message my grandfather made many sacrifices um one of them 
leaving school in order to help raise our family. And here he is, almost 100, and he is receiving his honorary high school diploma today. So we're thrilled. We get to finally honor him in some small way. I just say I want to wish everybody the same luck I had living this long and doing and loving people. That's awesome. That is cool. You know, it just goes to show if you're out there and maybe you didn't finish high school. It's, it's never too late. Never. You know, this dude's almost 100 years old and he finished high school, got his GED, and was able to get his diploma. That's awesome. And he's proud of it. And he's very proud of it. And we're proud of him. So you can be, you can do it. Yeah, anybody can do it. That's so right. many people have already done it. Yeah. And there's proof right there that you it can is. too. Yep. If you have a Good Feel Moment story, you can email it to goodfeelmoments at catradio.com. It can be local. It can be anywhere in the world. But we all need to hear about good things going on in the world right now. Yes, we do. It's a Good Feel Moment. Bounced from the Roadhouse is hosted by Amy Rose and Brandon Jones. Produced by Mark Houston. Engineered by Chris Jacquez. Audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment.